to another episode of Elephant in the Room and I'm very excited because today we get a very special guest speaker, someone who's very close to me and it is actually my dad, Tim Fulong. Hey dad, it's great. great to have you on board today. So good to be here, amazing Anna. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. Oh, of course. I feel like this is going to be a real chill chat, extra fun. Um, for those who don't know who my dad is, Tim is actually a senior pastor of a small local AOG church here in Auckland, and you've been in ministry for a long time now, right? Am what I that old, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. Yeah, maybe around about 30 plus years probably, yeah, adding yeah. it all up. So yeah. a lot of experience for what yeah. we're going to be talking about today, and that is evangelism. So, Dad, you love evangelism. I think you're all about it. Can't wait for it, no. Yeah, Revival yeah. Revival was here from New Zealand. Can't that's wait. that's the one. So, my first question for you today, really, it's nice and simple, is what is evangelism? What is evangelism? Right. Hey, well, um, guess what? You think I'm the expert? Well, I had to Google it, right, to find out what they think. <laughs> so, you always want to know what someone else thinks. So, yeah. like, literally, it's quite. It says in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says evangelism is the winning or revival of personal commitments to Christ. And like another, another Google was like talking about evangelism is the preaching or proclamation of the good news. Yeah, cool. And our personal witness. Okay. And so it's really like putting it out there. It's putting out truth. You know, if you think about what is the good news, the good news is, it's good news, right? Hey, I've got some good news for you. So when someone's got good news for you, it means that um, things could be better. Yeah. So it's bringing like you know God's plan, you know, it's the full, the full picture. In other words, you know, there's often stuff in our life. There's obviously the good news is like Jesus dying on the cross, and you know yeah. um, that He has done everything for us. Yeah. But it could also be it could also we'll get into it later. But it could also be like telling us the full picture. It could be telling us stuff stuff about ourselves. Maybe we don't want to hear, yeah. but it's going to be stuff that is going to be so beneficial. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, it's gonna be stuff okay. that's gonna make our life better. Yeah. And why why is evangelism relevant for us as Christians? Why is it important? Yeah, well, it's so relevant because you think about it, you think it's about the whole of God's plan. You know, I mean we've been brought into God's plan. You know, He's mm-hmm. got a plan for everyone. He you know the Bible says He hasn't come. Jesus said in John three, He hasn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And you know, you think about that is amazing. You know, that's, that's such like he actually comes to do good to every person. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and I think, I mean, we we have got the role of actually sharing that amazing good news. Yeah, you cool. know, so yeah, no, I love that. I love it, and it's so true. Like yeah. evangelism in itself, it's the call of the Christian, right? It's like you know, the Great Commission to go and make disciples, which is like ultimately yeah. to give the good news and to share it with others and yeah as you said to like it is good news it's it good will bring news. life so something to be really really excited about and yeah. um dad you yeah. you've done a lot of evangelism over your life yeah. i'd say you've got a lot of experience and it's something close to your heart is sharing the good yeah. news with others why in particular do you love it so much like what is what is the joy that it brings you yeah I think I think what it is is it's I mean one of the things I thought of was it, it actually it's just the results that you see as a result of it you know yeah. and I, I think and it's, that's part of it and the other part of it is it's what God is doing in your life you want to share and you know I thought about the whole thing about the transformation that God brings in our lives and I remember there's one story I'll tell you 
And this was a story, it was my wife, my wife and I's 11th wedding anniversary. And we're literally like over in the Gold Coast and we get there and like we've been really busy back in New Zealand. We got there and everyone were real tired and Sharon's like, man, I can rest. And, and it came Sunday and, and literally I'm, I'm like, man, Sunday, I just want to go to church. I just feel like worshiping God. And, and then Sharon's like, Tim, I'm happy to stay home and just sleep today. And, and I'm walking around the hotel and, and it's before the days of like mobile phones and Google. Mm. You think I'm pretty old, right? You know, <laughs> they're, they're probably, other people might have had them. And I, I'm trying to find a church. I can't find a church. Mm. And I'm getting really frustrated. And then Sharon finds she says, hey, Tim, why don't you go for a walk on the beach? And I'm thinking, man, that's so unspiritual. Sharon, walk on the, I want to go to church. But it was actually the best thing. So I walked down to the beach and I started walking on the beach. And I'm, I'm just, I want to be with God. And I just start talking to God on the beach. And walking on the beach. And I walk along and I walk up this big steps. And I walk past these two guys. And they look pretty trendy sort of guys. And, and... As I walked past them, just after that, God spoke to me and said, go back and talk to those two guys. Go tell them these words, Jesus loves you. And I'm thinking, really, God? No way. They, look, they, don't, they don't look like the sort of guys that want to hear that message. You know? And I just like began to struggle with myself thinking, no, man, shall I? Is this God or is this me? So I said, God, give me a sign. And as I walked back towards them, I hear this music coming from this bar, and it's Simon and Garfunkel song Jesus loves you you know you know um, those actual words that I had you know I just could not believe it. I thought okay God this is you and I walk up to these two guys and I say hey uh, hi I'm Tim from New Zealand and did a small talk and then and then I'm like literally hey um, come on Tim you've got to say this I said hey guys I've got a message for you yeah I said I've got a message from God wow really I said yeah I just feel to tell you guys that Jesus loves you and there's a tall guy and a short guy, and the short guy goes, wow, wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You don't know how much I need to hear this. I say, wow. And he pulls his sleeve up his arm, and his arm's covered in bandages. He says, I tried killing myself last week with a sharp knife. I cut my arm so deep to try and kill myself. Wow. And the doctors don't know how I survived. I just can't go on with life. And thank you for telling me. I just need to know that God loves me. I just feel like I've been giving up on life. The tall guy then chips in and he says, mate, this is freaky. I said, what's that? What's your story? He says, I had a dream two weeks ago I became a Christian, but I don't know what that is. So long story short, these guys both gave their lives to the Lord. It's a long story. It's an amazing story. And God just transformed them. And you know, the taller guy the next day, we met in, we met in their bar where the music was playing. You know, Simon and go, hey, this is Robertson. Jesus loves you. And we just sat there for hours and we talked and they gave, they received the Lord, received Christ into their life. Wow. And after we prayed, the tall guy said, hey, I've got a father. And I said, yeah, because he never had a natural earthly father. He said, I've got a father. I said, yeah, that's true. He said, God's my father, right? Eh? I said, yeah. And he had this amazing revelation that God was his father and I didn't even tell him. So I mean, going, it's a long answer, but I know it's because God transforms their life. That's yeah, why the gospel is, cool. because God just knew what those guys needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love, um, one, how bold you were to be obedient. Yeah, I was scared too. I was scared. I was like, God, help me. But um, I guess the beauty you're saying is you see the lives transformed and you see God's hand at work and that gives you more courage to do it again and do it again and become more and more bold. Yeah. 
and I love that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I know for myself personally, who's someone who probably hasn't had as much experience yeah. or um, done big things like that, I think a common fear amongst many Christians is that fear of rejection. And I know in your story, as you mentioned just before, there there was a fear, but in this circumstance, you weren't rejected. But what do you do if you do share your faith and either you are rejected or... Um, Maybe you want to share your faith, but you're afraid of being rejected. Where, where do you go from there? Yeah, that, that's a big one. And, and, you know, I think one of the keys I think of is going back to that story. Like I was walking on the beach talking to God and I was just saying, God, I want to just be with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like those times when you seek God and seek his presence. He He does something in you that changes you. Like I was still mm-hmm. scared walking up to those guys. I mean, I asked God, give me a sign because I was afraid of rejection. But the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, that prayer overcame that reject that fear. Yeah, cool. And so it's like the more of his spirit that we have, the more of his word, it's like there's a higher law at play. It's the law of his spirit is greater than the law of fear or anything like that, and it takes over. So we might still have natural fears, but God's spirit just begins to overcome those fears, you know, and it just yeah. goes to a greater and, and so we find that those fears lose their impact on our life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love how, yeah, it's literally, it's not your own strength, but as you said, it's, it's the Holy own. Spirit and that um, the strength you get through prayer and reading the word, you mentioned that's that it. as well. That's that's wonderful. You know, that's right. And worship, work, walking with God. Like I was kind of just worshiping God on the beach that morning. I was just walking mm. around and I was looking at the waves and thinking, man, this is beautiful. You could see God's creation. I was just like worshiping, saying, God, you're amazing. And just talking to God. Little do I know God had a plan. And, you know, that's one thing I see that God has done in my life. I've had, I fear has been a big thing. So I think, why would God use me in evangelism? Because fear, I was a very shy sort of kid, not the sort of person to bowl up to anybody. But God often, the Bible said, He uses the weak things of the world, you know, and I think He often uses you in areas that you may have struggled in the past. And it reminds me of another story. Do you want another story? Oh, I love a story. You keep them coming. Yeah, I really need that. So, I mean, um, my grand- I was born down in central North Island, Tamara Nui, and uh, we'd go down with my parents. We'd all pile into the car, my brothers and sisters and I would go down. I remember one, one trip to Tamara Nui, and we, were, and we were on our way home. We just left there. We'd been driving for about an, half an hour or an hour. And my mum said, oh, oh, no, I've left my handbag behind. And so my dad says, right, I've got to turn around and go all the way back. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm probably about 13, and I'm thinking, man, I can't bear to sit in the car for two hours. <laughs> so I said, can I get out and walk? So Dad let me get out and walk. Those were the days, you know. Yeah. This was a particular road. It's like a really desolate road between Taranui and Tikawiri. And there's just no shops there. It's just desolate. And I'm walking on the road feeling okay until this van load of guys turned up. And they're pretty gruff-looking guys, you know, pretty tough-looking and pretty, you know. And I was a bit scared, to be honest. And they began yelling at me. And I was like, man, they're going to beat me up. Because I had been beaten up a few times in Helensville, you know, probably self-inflicted, but I was a bit afraid, you know, back in the hood. And like, literally, I thought they were going to get me, and I and I was terrified, and they were yelling at me from the van, and I was like, I went into self-preservation mode, so I pretended that I was with some people. I pretended that I was with a farmer, and he was down the bank with the sheep, and I was yelling down, hey, bro, yeah, all right, don't worry. I'll come down to help with those sheep. And they're like listening to me yelling at my imaginary friend. I was terrified. Anyway, they eventually drive away. And after they drove away, I recounted what they'd been saying. And they weren't saying, hey, mate, we're going to beat you up. They were saying, 
hey, bro, do you want a ride? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, no, they were offering me a ride and I was terrified. So it's amazing that fear. But the funny thing is, fast forward 10 years, now I'm 23, possibly, and I'm hitchhiking the same road. And now it's 10 o'clock at night, it's dark, and I'm going to pick up my grandparents. I'm walking along in the dark with no ride, and I'm not even scared. And I'm thinking, God, and anyway, this car pulls up. And it doesn't even stop, and it slows down the first gear, and the back door opens as if to say, jump in. And I ran along and just dived in the back seat, and there was, it was basically a bunch of guys from a gang in Tamaranui, and they'd been drinking, they had a full tank of gas with no gas, no no cap on the gas tank, which means they probably stole it. And I dived in the back, and they were drunk, and they they began to fight and argue in the car whether I should be there. And it was just like one of these yeah. dodgy situations. And long story short, you know, I ended up driving the car for them because they they kept going off the road, and, and in the end they were going to fight over me. I ended up driving the car, became their friends, and within like an hour, they'd all see the Lord. Wow. And we're praying together. Wow. And they and they're like, it was just an amazing where God really touched their lives. Mm. So going back, you know, God is he deals with the fear in our lives. And so that, yeah. that means that fear was gone. So I was free mm. to do what God wanted to do on that night. Yeah, awesome. You know, that fear, you know, in those ten years God had been working in my life. That, you know, over those ten years what happened, you know, just we're just seeking God and serving God, but God's changing you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love how you just Keep being faithful to yeah. God and keep being honest with where you are. And he's the one that actually makes the changes yeah. and gives you that confidence and yeah. the boldness. And yeah. it's a process too, right? I love I love how you said there's a 10 years in there. And that's yeah. 10 years of growing. It wasn't necessarily like this overnight transformation where you became no. like a Billy Graham evangelist, you know, no. and just marching the streets. But God takes you day by day. and. Each yeah. day's a victory, right, into Each who day's... he wants you to be and yeah. the journey and the um, testimonies he wants you to share. Yeah. I think that's so encouraging. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, and I've got to say those 10 years, and they were, I, I, looking back too, I can see in those 10 years, they weren't easy 10 years. They were quite mm. difficult. I went through some real challenges in my life. I went through some dark times, some times when I was actually down, I was depressed, and the guy was trying to get my attention. Yeah. I went through some you know, relationship breakups, went through exam failures and stuff that was hard. But God used them. I don't even yeah. remember like even, you know, struggling, you know, trying to find where's the real expression of the church? You know, where is where's the true church? You know, what where, where's the church that's flourishing? I was trying to see where God, where are you? Yeah. And you know, it wasn't it was sometimes lonely. But you know, all that I want to say, God's with you in all those times, you know. Yeah. In fact, a friend of mine shared a message last night, Andrew Stroud, um, he shared the verse, you know, if you seek the Lord with all your heart, you'll be found of him. Mm. And, and Andrew said last night, he said, if we seek God, he'll actually find us. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, we'll be found of him. He will actually seek us out. Mm. And if we seek him, you know, he's actually going to pursue us. And he know he's going to go further than what we could have gone. You know, just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I love that. I think that's really cool. And yeah. probably like continuing on from there, yeah. I think the fear of rejection is huge. Yeah. And that's probably the primary reason behind why a lot of us struggle with evangelism or want to grow, but there's a hesitation towards it. But um, another thing also is that 
heavy pressure. I'm not sure if it's always been the case, but I think particularly for our new generation that's in like the new age of information overload, information, you have to have a really strong reason for anything if someone wants to believe something. And when it comes to evangelism, there can be a huge fear around um, do I know enough in order to share and be effective in my um, outreach? How do you navigate that? Because, I mean, yeah. there's always going to be questions that we can't answer and yeah. um, you've got to start somewhere. But how can we overcome that fear? Or what are some tips and tricks that you've used in the past that would encourage someone that wants to share but yeah. might not feel like they have the right information? No, great questions. These are all really great questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of things I think about there is, number one, if you meet someone who's really, really amazing, even if you only met that person once, you're going to go tell people about that person. You might not know everything about them, but you you know I think you could start at that moment. Yeah. But you only need to share to the level that you know, and you know you're just going to grow in that relationship. And the more you learn about that person, the more you can share. You know, and I think I think that's a real key. Is like um, there's a there's a friend um, Daz Chittle, who's an evangelist, and what I love about Daz is he just sometimes says, "Hey, you know, God loves you." And, you know, I mean, if, if, I mean, that's just a great, that's true, isn't it? You might not better tell them the whole Bible story, but you're, you're actually sharing a seed. And often, and what also Daz said, what was really helpful to me was he said, sometimes you might go, let's go, as if you felt called to go down the street and tell them, tell people that God loves them. Let's say you want to go knock on doors and say that. Imagine open, knocking on a door and saying, and the person opened the door and you said, hey, I just want to tell you God loves you. And they said, oh, man, thank you so much for that. Wow, appreciate that. And. You know, and then the next door you knock on and they they slam the door and they say, get out of my face. And, and Daz would say, which one of those is success? Because, you know, the first one was where I was seed, the second one wasn't. But he said, the second one might have been a seed that you sowed. Mm. And Daz shares his own story how he rejected, you know, um, God's word the first couple of times in his life. And I'm thinking, you know, if we get rejected, that's not necessarily failure either. Yeah, cool. So we're often afraid of being rejected, but sometimes it's the seed that we sow. Mm. And that seed might not be a fruit. Maybe someone else is going to be a fruit. And some people don't want to hear the word of God because it can be revealing. You know, it's like you're confronting me with my sin. But if we do it in love and with the leading of the Holy Spirit, it will produce fruit. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's so encouraging. Yeah. And um, I think something, yeah, we can all apply, right? Is just start yeah. where you're at and share start where you're at. Share about the Jesus that you've encountered and share about the Jesus that um, you've been changed by and don't compare it with the knowledge someone else has because we all have our own path, right? We all have our yeah. own journey and our own, I mean, no one's going to want to listen to someone who's not authentic, right, as well. That's, that's so true. That's a big part of it too, right? That's a really big part of it. And I think, you know, we always have to dike it. I mean, evaluate ourselves. And I think authenticity is the big thing. You know, it's, it's important for us. The Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, gee, God, you know, am I, am I really authentic? And that's a healthy thing to do. You know, am I really, am I really genuine? Am I following you? And I mean, that's a healthy evaluation. It's a bit like going to the dentist. Nobody wants to really go and... Tell me the truth, you know, have I got a cavity? And they'll, and they'll tell you what you need to know. It won't always be comfortable. But as we come before God and say, God, you know, work in my life, you know, here I am, God. 
as we surrender our life to God, you know, he will tell us the truth, but he will also restore us. And he will, mm. you know, he's going to, he's going to remove that, you know, those, those cavities or, you know, he's going to restore us. And, you know, I think there's a verse that's um, pretty cool. And it's in Ezekiel 36, 27, that says, I will put my spirit in you and see to it that you follow my laws and keep all the commands I have given you. And it's like, as God gives us his Holy Spirit, he will actually empower us and drive and 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 direct us to follow his ways. Yeah, cool. You know, and he'll bring us into that truth. He'll and you know, and when Jesus said to his disciples, I'm gonna go back to the Father and I'm gonna give you my Holy Spirit, he said, I'll give you the whole the Father's gonna send you the Holy Spirit and he will guide you into all truth. Mm. Isn't that encouraging to think that, you know, he will guide us into the truth. So when we're sharing with people, it's gonna be his truth. Yeah. It's not our word, it's his word. We're just carriers of his mighty word. Yeah. You know, and that's what brings the change. I think the pressure comes off us mm. because it's his word, it's his Holy Spirit at work, and we're just the we're just the carrier we're the carriers. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, and it's like it's, the burden is on him. And Jesus said, He said, My my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I need to remind myself about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it. I think it's so true. It's so yeah. easy to put the pressure on yourself and yeah. kind of like to the point that you realize it's become a performance of like, will they accept yeah. me yeah. rather than will they accept my Jesus? And yeah. you know how Jesus said that like, they won't reject you, but they will reject the one that you are representing. And that's that was true. him. And so within that, there's a grace of knowing like, mm-hmm. actually it's more than just me. It's more than just my, how eloquent I am or Very how good. intelligent I am, but it's actually a rejection of Christ yeah. Or an acceptance of Christ too. If you say talk to someone and it goes great, and hey, they become a follower of Christ, it's actually an acceptance of Christ. It's not an acceptance of how eloquently I preach the gospel to them. And I think that's humbling because naturally, yeah. as a performer, as an achiever, I know that yeah. I like to measure myself yeah. based off that accomplishment. Yeah. But having to have that heart check you were mentioning is so. Yeah encouraging but actually quite a challenge as well when it comes to evangelism sharing our faith and actually just being a christian in your day-to-day walk as well and that's that's wonderful i really like that thank you for sharing on that um i think moving forward from like the personal like response of like how to share and i guess the major barriers that prevent um confidence and courage when it comes to sharing our faith um another thing that i think is quite hard when it comes to sharing faith is the fact that there seems to be a bit of a bad reputation when it comes to being, you know, Christians evangelizing in the street. It kind of makes it into newspaper headlines. It's not looked good at in a society where it's kind of like my truth is my truth. Don't tell me your truth. Live yeah. your own. How do we navigate that yeah. as young Christians where this kept becoming increasingly um, difficult? Yeah. How can we share our faith to a world that doesn't actually necessarily want to be told what to believe? Um, yeah, love your thoughts. Great question. Um, you know, there is a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, some people will be saved by snatching them from the fire. You know, they just need to hear God's word, bam. Other people will be saved, you know, through their love and, you know, it's that long-term project type thing, you know. And I think there's a place for both. There's a place for preaching in the streets and preaching, you know, 
And there's also that place for just getting alongside people. And I think that the big thing is that Jesus said, you know, blessed are you who is persecuted for my name's sake. In other words, we're not always going to, people aren't always going to applaud. Yeah. We will get those great reactions. And, and, and I think, you know, we, we, you know, and I think, but we've got to remember it's God's work. Yeah, they cool. are work. And I, and I think, you know, um, and it's his spirit, you know, you know, Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives with me. And I think, you know, God said to Moses, I will be with you. And I need to remind myself, oh, God, you are with me. And I think, mm. and Jesus said to his disciples, he said, before you guys go out and do your evangelism, before you go out and, and, and make disciples in the world, he said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think that's the big key. You know, and, and, you know, and the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind, you know, and, and tongues of fire came on them. And I think about that. It wasn't just people trying to do stuff. It was like the Holy Spirit came in. You know, fire is a sign of God. If you go back to the Old Testament, when the fire came on the altar, that was a sign that God was there and that he was pleased with the sacrifice, you know. Yeah. You know, who's our sacrifice? Jesus. And as we, and if we wait on Jesus, we, if we follow his command like they did, the fire's going to come, the Holy Spirit's going to come, and, you know, that's going to break down those walls. I love that. You know, and he's going to do his mighty work. You know, we're going to see the supernatural signs of God, you know, coming. And so it's not like, I'm expecting you to speak to me today. I'm expecting you. And I want to encourage you too, because sometimes I've found like, man, things are just so hard. Thank God, everything's going wrong. It's like a battle. But you see that in the, in, in the book of Acts. You see God moving powerfully. Then you see like, man, things are tough. Yeah. You know, Peter's in prison. But what did the church do? It said they prayed continuously. And then what happens next? Bam, I might a revival. And I think, you know, but it's God, you know. Yeah. It's his spirit. I love you that. Know? I could do some more Holy Spirit yeah. in my life after Come that. On. That is that is awesome. And I love the simplicity, right? It's just yeah. we just we just need more of the Holy we Spirit. Need more of the Holy Spirit. And the more Holy Spirit yeah. you have, the more he can work through us and you know, work through all the all the hardships, you know, as you said, I love that book of Acts. It's a clear example that it's gonna be tough. Yeah. But um it's worth it. It's worth it, yeah. you know, and, and that toughness can drive us back to God though, because when things are hard, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go back to the Holy Spirit, then he's gonna do more than we ever yeah. anticipated in the first place. You know, yeah. he said that he will do exceedingly mm. abundantly more. Why? In hell? It says in Christ Jesus. In, yeah. in his power and his grace, he will do more, yeah. you know. And the, the Bible says he works all things together for good. So when those trials come or rejections come, we just trust God once again. And then he will use that for great, for goodness. Yeah. He, will, he will multiply those things. You know, maybe maybe people you are facing trials in your life right now, you know, just bring it to the Lord, you know, because God is going to turn that for good. Yeah. Whether that's just a difficulty or even a temptation, you think, man, God, why do I get so tempted in my life? You know, why is it so hard? Well, that's an opportunity for God's grace. As you just flick your eyes back on Jesus, that temptation is going to work in your favor. Yeah, I Amazing, love that. Hey? I love that. Everything, everything hard, God can turn into something beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful and just yeah. really indicates the hope we have in Jesus. Totally. And knowing that, um, yeah, he's so good and what he's purposed us for is for good yeah. and we don't have to be afraid and... Thanks, Dad. I feel like these have been such awesome questions and answers and just conversation really about building that faith and courage and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. And I think just to like, 
before we wrap things up, I would love to hear one piece of advice that you would give to a young woman or a young person that has really like been felt today that they want to embark this a bit more. And actually I want to evangelize. I want to share my faith with people. And how would you encourage them? Hey, I would encourage you like make a real priority to spend time in God's presence. Yeah. You know, you know, number one, seek the Holy Spirit. You know, get up that little bit early and say, okay, God, here I am. Yeah, Make right. your coffee and say, hey, God, here I am. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Open your Bible and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. You know, and, and you do that obviously in fellowship as well with other people. Just make that a priority. And just, just say, God, here I am. Yeah. And the other thing is just step out and, and, and to remember that when you step out, just say, God, I know you're with me. You know, mm. and just say that word to that person, you know, just say, hey, God loves you. You know, and maybe it's even just a word of encouragement. But after you say one thing, you might find God gives you more. Yeah. And, and it's just like trust Him. Yeah. You know, and take little steps, and those little steps become bigger steps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Take I love that. You know, so simple. You know, just say a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring a word. And um, sometimes it might be even, you know, just, just a smile or it could be a word. and But be courageous. Yeah. I love that. Be with Jesus. Come on. And then just take that small step. I yep. think that's great. Yep. That's a great encouragement for Come anyone on. that wants to embark more in evangelism. Yep. So, Dad, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. It's been such a great chat and I've yep. learned so much and just feel so inspired and ready to get out there, you know, and not just get out there and speak to people, but actually just yeah. press into God and let him transform me so that I can be the vessel for him to use. And I just love to encourage anyone who's watching this, if this has been stirring you, actually like take some time today to sit down and let God speak to you and let him actually you know, bring up things in your life that maybe we need to surrender back to him and be like, hey, God, this is what's preventing me right now from actually showing who you are and what you've done in my life to others. And he's going to walk with you and he's going to take you to that next step. So I just want to encourage you. And um, I know I've been encouraged. So this has been awesome. But yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Dad. It's been amazing. And um, we look forward to tuning back on here at some other point. I know we'll have you back for sure. But um, yeah, have a great day, guys. Thanks for joining us for our last, latest, I should say, episode of Elephant in the Room. Thanks.